Welcome to Chronicles of a Hostelite, where broke backpacking meets digital nomading. This podcast is for anyone obsessed with long-term travel. Michaela and guests will share travel stories, destination recaps, and the ins and outs of backpacker culture. Most importantly, there will be real talk on what it's actually like solo traveling as a female, living out of a backpack for an extended period of time, and working remote from all over the world. Listen along. Hola, Caroline. Hola, Michaela. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué tal? ¿Qué pasa? Ahora. ¿Qué? ¿Qué? Okay. Okay, let's switch to English. I never really know how to respond when you say que pasa. I can't even respond to that in English. When someone hits me with what's up, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm like, I was like, good. I mean, nothing. <laughs> like, it's so awkward. It's so confusing. Nada. Literally, nada. I'm like, uh, nada. <laughs> when I was abroad, um, they would, like, the second I would start talking to someone, even if I was asking a question, like at a hostel, like asking for something in Spanish, yeah. instead of answering my question, they would be like, so where are you from? <laughs> like my accent is like so bad and my Spanish was just so bad that they would just be like, so where are you from? <laughs> I gave it away immediately. The one time ever that someone complimented me was in Colombia. My Uber driver right out of the airport, he was like, he was trying to speak English and I was like, I think I'll we'll do Spanish. And he was like, your Spanish is so good. You have that accent. It's that gringa accent. And I was like, thanks. Thanks. A little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah, he just was smiling so big at me, like with his braces and was like, a beautiful gringa accent. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really hard to like flip the switch and put on like a fake accent. Yeah. I mean, unless you were living in a place for so long and you like actually developed it. I thought I was going to pick up an accent in Cape Town, honestly, and then I just did it. I thought you were going to say like Central America. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Caroline, welcome to the pod. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Caroline's my cousin and she studied in Keto Ecuador. I guess we'll just go through a few questions for you and talk about keto. So how did you decide to study there? So I feel like it was fate because I I didn't really want to go. It wasn't wasn't on my radar. I kind of just scrolled through the VC list of abroad programs and all the ones I knew I wanted to do a Spanish speaking country because that's all I've taken. And so I knew I wanted that. So I was like Spain all the way. And the like Latin American countries, if you want to do the program, you have to have like a really high level of Spanish and get through like a certain level, which I just could not possibly do. Yeah. But then when like VC is kind of like competitive, so they give you a, you like write down your top six and then they give you one. Yeah. I, what I wanted, I wanted Spain in the spring and they gave it to me in the fall, but I was like, I don't want to go in the fall. That's the best time of year in Boston. Right. I went to the guy and I was like, what wait list can I get off of to go in the spring? Yeah. Like, I mean, the keto program, I have a really good feeling about that one. Was that already, that was on your list already? No, I had not, like, I had not even looked at it at all. Do you remember what other places were on your list? I did like all Spain. I think I might've had like one in Venice. There's nothing in Latin America, nothing so you were basically like Latin America is not going to work because of the... I thought because of language, I couldn't go. Yeah. But then he was like, oh no, this program, you only have to get through like the level I had gone through. So I was like, okay. And he said that, I remember him really advertising it to me and he was like, the Spanish in Ecuador is super easy to pick up. Oh, I wonder why. It's just easier than there than... In certain- I don't know if I believe it that much. They don't have like, they, mm, they don't have the accents of... I don't know, like when you'd hear Colombians speak, they're super fast, like with an accent, but Ecuador, they go a little slower. So when he told you that, were you, did you consider it right away? Were you like, oh yeah, this is it? Like, yeah. This- I mean, I was like, hmm, like I had kind of looked into it a little after that. And Erin had told me that some of her friends went and loved it. Yeah. So I like, I guess I'll just apply and see if I get in. Little did I know there was zero wait list. There's only two other girls going on the whole entire <laughs> 
thing. Amazing. I was going to ask him like, oh, who's in the program, by the way? Then I just got the email and saw there's only two emails in it. I was like, <laughs> three of us in the whole semester? And so oh, literally only two other people from BC. Yeah. And no one else joined later on. That was it. No, it was literally just us. And with the BC program in keto, we had a class with this director. She worked both for the school and for BC. And we had a class with only her. So it was a class with the three of us and the teacher. And BC took us on two trips. And so it would only be the three of us on these trips. You must have bonded with them so much. Yeah, we spent so much time together. Are you friends with those people now too, since the program? Yeah, actually last night I just was hanging out with one of them. Oh, that's so fun. Um, Yeah, they're both super nice. We all got on super well, which was nice. Okay, good. It's like a street away from me at GCU this summer. Amazing. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so walk us through pre-keto, Caroline, how nervous you were, because I know all of your classes were in Spanish. And like going into it, what were you thinking? Just knowing oh, yeah. it's going to be all in Spanish. And what level of Spanish were you at at that point? Like technically speaking, I got through intermediate two at Boston College, okay. which is just, it was like, I tested out of the first two semesters going into BC and then. I had to take two more semesters. Okay. That was like the level. It was, I don't know. No, I don't know if I, I definitely couldn't hold a conversation or anything. Okay. I remember I was just thinking about this. Like it was a memory I suppressed deep, deep down. But I remember I wasn't very nervous until like the day before and then the day of. I just remember waking up and I was like, I'm going to throw up. But it was like 5 a.m. And that was taking me. And I was like, I'm going to go in the bathroom and like hover over the toilet for a few minutes. Because I really, I was just so, I never get that nervous. Like, no, I'd never like been that anxious, but I was like going to throw up. And so I like remember eating a banana in the the car and I was like, I'm going to have to have my dad pull over. And like, this is so embarrassing, but there's no backing down. Like I have to go. Totally. I mean, going into that, I feel like you would just be so nervous that your level is not the same as the, the other two girl people who are going. And yeah. also just for the host, your host mom, like you weren't staying in a student yeah. housing, like you were staying with someone who barely speaks English and your classes. Were yeah, like, oh. no, I definitely, because I didn't know, I had class, I actually had Spanish class with one of the girls. So we like, we did like one project together a whole semester before. So I didn't really know her, but I was like, I'm guessing we're at the same level if we're in the same classes. The other girl, I didn't know at all come to find out she's like a Spanish minor and it's actually super good and I was like oh my goodness I remember talking in our group chat the day before being like so nervous about my Spanish what about you guys like hoping for just like them all to be like yeah I suck and then I was like oh no they actually don't suck it's only like me. I know you're good don't lie <laughs> I know yeah like same but then oh my god yes yeah, so I was so nervous and then I think on the plane too, there was a few times when we were landing and I was like, I'm going to throw up. Oh, so what was it like? What was your arrival day like? Yeah, I, I got there was like super late. I think it was maybe not that late, but like 10 p.m. And then when I got there, it was so nice. They had like the BC director lady was there with her husband and her son. And then my host mom was there and then like our taxi driver. So then I like go out and I just... I remember I was like so mute because I couldn't think of what to say and they all just like had signs and they're like hey welcome like all in Spanish but they're like welcome Caroline and they're all giving me hugs but I'm like I have no idea which one's my host mom I don't know who's who and then um and then I remember the taxi driver he like got my bags for me and he started to take it away and I was like I didn't know who he was and I thought I was getting robbed (laughs) (laughs) also was the first time you ever landed in a different country by yourself Yeah, I had not been out of the country since I was like six in Costa Rica. Jesus. Well, family and I didn't do anything. I just like woke up and was in Costa Rica because I was six and didn't have to do anything. Honestly, like good for you on doing this because most people couldn't have. It was definitely a little scary, but then my host mom was so sweet. She's like a 73 year old woman. She lives alone and she was like the perfect host mom for me because she just spoke super slow okay. and the tax ride I think I was just asking her like literally the dumbest questions I'd be like what's your favorite food 
because I didn't know like any more yeah. complex dishes, and I just kept saying like what do you like to cook <laughs> and she'd ask me back do you have siblings <laughs> and then I just oh uh-huh. we had like a full 40 minute car ride of just basic questions like that that's where you start I guess <laughs> yeah and then I got to my room unpacked she like made me tea and she was like Aww. do you want she asked me if I wanted stuff but I didn't know really what she was asking so I just kept saying yes and then suddenly I had like a feast in front of me and I was like okay oh my god yeah what did she cook for you on the daily you were out for lunch I assume most days yeah my host mom was in charge of breakfast and dinner that was like every day for the um yeah she was responsible for that every single day okay and then lunch was just on my own although if I was home and it was lunchtime she would always offer but I kind of always felt bad right what would she make you huge meals and in Ecuador it's disrespectful to not finish a meal <laughs> so I would I would lick every grain off that plate even though I was like <laughs> I felt so sick after so many of the dinners because I was like, this is so much food. I know in some countries you're supposed to leave a little bit so that they think like, oh, you've been satisfied and uh, you know, like you're full. But is that not how it was there? They would like you to like really finish it because they don't like to waste yeah. it. And I think, yeah, I think it's just rude. Like you don't, you didn't enjoy it if you didn't finish it. Exactly. And my husband would even compliment and be like, I love that you love all my food. You're such a good daughter. In my head, I would be like, does she know that need to get <laughs> and some of the meals I'd be like this is so hard to finish like <laughs> some as good as others and she'd be like I love you love all my cooking oh <laughs> you're like yes most of it most of it but then I was too deep in it I exactly. couldn't be like by the way this one meal I don't know. <laughs> it sucked <laughs> it sucked you know I ate every last piece <laughs> what would she give you what was it normally breakfast is like the same every day she'd have, I'd have a bowl of like fresh cut fruit that was so good like the fruit in Ecuador is so yummy there's so many different ones yeah what kind of fruit papaya yeah there are a lot of there's some ones that I had never heard of like granadillas oh I was just gonna say pa- that's passion no that's that's miracuya oh okay which we also had a lot of that it's so funny in um Cape Town they have they call it granadilla like they don't say oh, really they just but they it's really popular there and like in the summer oh. they have lollipops that are made out of them and on the beach these guys will walk around and go granadilla <laughs> lollies to make you jolly. and it's so funny and I'm like don't you're not saying it correctly <laughs> that's so funny did you ever buy them I did they're really good actually that does sound good because I like the fruit I just Never tried anything else. Oh, no, it's so good. Actually, there's a brand, a sweatshirt brand, a clothing brand called Granadilla in Cape Town. You would actually really like it. I'll send you the link later. I have like pictures. Is that like the logo? It it's, has, like, yeah, the logo is the Granadilla lolly. So it's like the lollipop with a stick and it's granite. It's so cute. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I'll check it out. Okay. Um. Okay. So then what about dinner? Oh, yeah. So then, oh, yeah. Breakfast is just fruit, hard boiled egg. And some bread and some form of, I don't even remember. I'm blanking. How was their coffee there? I, I'm not a coffee drinker. I see. So I never, she gave me the first day when I said that I drank tea with her. She took that as I want tea every single morning. Oh. It was so cute. But I was like, I don't drink it that often. But I, I did in Ecuador every day. <laughs> you were stuck. You were locked in at that I point. Was stuck. I was locked. And I didn't know the Spanish words to say. Chill out the tea. <laughs> Take it easy. And then dinner was always the same variant of rice, veggies, and then meat or fish. Those are staples in just most Latin American countries. For these. Yeah. When people like would ask about the food, it was like really nothing. I mean, I have a few good things like empanadas and they have really good special soups. There were some really good foods, but also like the most traditional Ecuadorian ones are just like rice, meat, veggies. What about plantains? Yeah, I would get some of those at dinner time or Pat- petacones, or is that those are so good? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I get like ceviche, oh, I, I oh. love ceviche. So good. With like shrimp ceviche, kind of on the side. Oh my god, I miss those definitely. Those were like so popular in Colombia. I remember. So at your host mom's house, where was it? Like 
what what neighborhood how close was it to your school how would you get school and everything so I was in I was in Quito but I was in the part there's this park that's called Parque Carolina oh my god I know it's meant to be (laughs) and the park is they call it like I remember researching it before and people were saying it's the central park of Quito so it's like this can be awesome and it definitely is it's like huge they had botanical gardens like a river, a fake river you could rent boats on, uh, like so many basketball courts, so many tennis courts, not tennis, volleyball. Okay. <laughs> um, wait, what do they call it? Equiball. Is it equiball? Not equiball, really? It's just volleyball, but you use like a soccer ball so that it just hurts so bad. <laughs> I was going to say that just sounds painful. Yeah. It's just a more painful version of volleyball and they call it equiball. Mm, fun. But the park was popping. Like everyone would be out there on the weekends super cute and we're the other two people that are around there too in the same area yeah we all lived really close which was nice I think I was like a two, like a two minute walk from yeah. one named Erin and then the other one was like 10 or 15 she was a little farther but all super close okay and the area I think it was definitely one of the nicer areas of Quito I think the nicest are La Floresta and the area around Parque Carolina tip if you're going to Ecuador definitely research the area you're going okay you can end up in a bad part I remember when Erin was visiting she, um, my host mom was asking where she was staying and when I said it she like freaked out she was like tell her to change it please 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 don't let her stay there it's so bad <gasps> I told Erin and when she switched it my host mom's like I'm not religious but I th- I thank the lord that your sister will not be staying there <laughs> no way you know, is that serious? Jesus. In your experience, what? how was it in keto safety-wise? I, I wouldn't say that I was ever really scared in keto, mm-hmm. uh, but you cannot go out at night. Like yeah. Once the sun goes down, it's you just have to Uber everywhere, which is fine because yeah. Uber's $2 to go anywhere. But one time I took an Uber, I just went to a bar. Like My area is like, nice. It was next to a lot of restaurants and bars. And I took an Uber probably 500 feet down my street and then turn left 500 feet it was a one minute uber drive and my host mom was like you have to uber you have to uber she wouldn't let me walk, even though it was literally five minute walk four less like it was so quick so walking at night by yourself definitely no no yeah depending on the area depending on the area yeah it's honestly everywhere yeah i know and then i was gonna say where my commute school yeah, yeah, yeah I was like a maybe like an hour bus ride okay it's kind of changed depending on traffic because they just had really bad traffic and yeah roads and everything and the amount of cars it just was not the best system they had going okay how was the public transportation though it was fine that was probably when you have to be the most cautious for sure like pick about, especially because I'm bringing back my apple computer my backpack to school and like money and things like that Right. but you just have to put your backpack on the front of you you had to wear more oh we had to like wear more conservative clothes for the whole um, semester and the main part of that I think was just for the public transportation right so I, I probably could I could wear shorts walking to like somewhere I never did but like if I wanted to go on a walk in my neighborhood I could wear shorts but on the buses you'd wear pants yeah there was but they would like men would like slap your legs if you wore shorts that was always the, it was like if you wear shorts people are gonna touch your legs did they actually ne- I never wore shorts I that would have been too scared to do that but I remember wearing shorts in Colombia. oh me and Aaron were going on the bus and a man touched my leg and I was like it's true that's oh gross I know so I guess showing a little knee action yeah draws necessary attention and people stare so much oh Jesus that's probably my least favorite part was the amount of like eyes on you at all times. Yeah, wait. And what about the cat calling? Was it there a lot of that? Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was. Um my neighborhood, I was like kind of tucked away in a little restaurant area. So it was nice because there wasn't as much of that. Mm-hmm. But my friend Erin, she was on the main road main road. I mean, she was only five minutes away, but her part was already technically like a little more dangerous because she was on the main road. Okay. And she would get like, major cat called on that main street. Jesus. And like there was this one guy, a homeless man, who would he was in like a wheelchair always on her route home from school. 
And at the beginning, he would just catcall her, like, bonita, bonita. And then, obviously, she didn't give any attention. So, like, after a few days, he resorted to calling her a fat cow. And it'd be like, <laughs> I would just, like, hiss at her. Like, <laughs> I hate that if you don't, if you ignore people when they're catcalling you, then all of a sudden, you're, you're the fat cow. <laughs> you're the fat cow. I know. What, <laughs> what do they want? How is it that this is a thing? Like, we would always say that. The cat, like we get cat called at home too. So it's not that it was, I mean, it definitely was like a little worse in Ecuador, but it just felt scarier because we knew that it was because we were not from Ecuador. Yeah. It's obvious. Or, yeah. That they were just cat calling us because we stood out a lot more and it felt more targeted. Totally. So it felt, being uncomfortable, like not in the same language, it was like, just makes it more uncomfortable than exactly. In Boston. Exactly. And if you're by yourself and you're just yeah. in a different place, that's scary. I feel scarier even. I don't like that. Tell us about your school where you went and just what the campus was like. Yeah. Um, the campus, it was super pretty. It was called Universidad San Francisco de Quito. Interesting. Yeah, and it was super nice. It was definitely it, actually I had said the nicest areas were mine in La Floresta but Kumbaya is, is up there and that's where the school was okay it was a like, elite university I would say or so I've heard um but yeah a lot of the kids that went there super wealthy there was a lot of I don't know designer items and oh really yeah a big contrast from just keto and like taking the buses I'd be with the you know manual labor workers right. and, and then you get off the bus and go into school and it was just super wealthy kids and wearing their designer bags and stuff which I didn't expect okay so just like completely opposite ends of yeah and opposite of like everything they told us going abroad like I didn't bring any jewelry they told us not to bring flashy items or anything of value because you just stand out so much but then at school the kids were I wonder if those kids were driving to school like I wonder what their situation I think they have yeah I think they definitely live in that area and I'm just driving. Okay. Did you have the option to do a host mom or stay on campus? Like, was that an option? No, they don't have dorms. Oh. So everyone abroad had a host family, which was kind of crazy. Interesting. Yeah. All the, all the students commute there, yeah. which made for such a funny environment because I mean, I think this is like similar in a lot of other countries in Latin America is that people live with their parents basically until they get married or just super late compared to the U.S. And so school was like their little playground and there would be so much PDA, insane PDA going on. Just like under every tree, you would just hear, or like going to class because like the, and there were so many people in relationships and everyone, they would like drop off their significant other and like do a quick makeout right outside the door. Teachers walking in and you're in the middle of a goodbye makeout. And class is only 40 minutes and you have to get a make out Stop it. it. <laughs> so they would just use the opportunities. Oh my gosh. And there was couches all over the campus. Just like little, little benches, couches. They would use them to like cuddle. Like oh. you, couches, you couldn't go sit because there'd be fully horizontal people on top of okay. each other. Culturally, just more. Yeah. Even, I mean, outside of the school, I would see like 30 year old couples making out in a park, like just a lot more than I feel like I've seen. I definitely noticed that in like when I was traveling Central America and the dancing when you go out is oh it's yeah. just everything is way more I don't know touchy. There's a lot on display. Yeah, yeah a lot on display. And especially compared to BC like we oh. there's like PDA on campus. If people do like everyone is like oh my god did you see that couple like it's just it's not tolerant here and there. The worst I ever saw was I was in the library and there were these these two people who had pulled the chairs out from from like a table in the library and they were laying on the ground under the table cuddling. Oh, what? what? Your professors are walking through the library <laughs> and people want to study at this table and you're cuddling on the ground under the they probably love school. It's very interesting, like how they just didn't have dorm. They didn't need dorms either. So everyone really lives at home until their late twenties or something. Yeah, I thought there would have been dorms, but I guess maybe no one would have done that. Like people are just so 
staying at home and family is very important. Right. So the family, that was just like very strong part of their. Yeah. Everyone was very close to family. Okay. Even like my mom, we would see her kids and grandkids a ton and they would all hang out for hours, hours on hours, hours. She would invite me to lunch and then it turns out I was actually getting invited to a six hour full day activity of lunch, going back to their house, sitting on the couch (laughs) for an hour. And they would take naps, wake up, we'd keep hanging out. <laughs> this seems like it could be done at home. <laughs> yeah, like how about we have lunch and reconvene later? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but I mean, it's cute. It was fun. It was fun again to be a part of like her family sure. and invite these things. Oh, uh, that's fun. That's cute. Yeah, it was cute. And then what else about the school? What was I saying? Oh, the camp was so pretty. It was like in the mountains. You would, on the drive to school, on the bus, I would pass by Cotopaxi, the volcano. Are you seeing it? Yeah, you would see it, like, it was, like, not erupting. There wasn't, like, lava, but, like, it was, it was fuming. Fuming. It was my whole semester, so we couldn't visit it, which was sad. But, yeah, I'd get to drive past there, and there was really pretty mountains. And then the campus, the mascot was the dragons, and they had all these dragon statues like on the top of one building there's a full like it looks like you're at disney world like a dragon like about to take no off way. show you a photo it was so funny actually cool but there's mountains yeah it was super pretty and because the weather's so nice everyone just hangs out under the palm trees and there's a little lake with turtles in it everyone just loves to what? relax and just they walk so slow but i'm like i get it because it's so nice out that's how it should be we just want that oh yeah it would annoy me when I would be in a rush and like, I don't know, people were just so slow in front of me. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, huh, they're on Ecuador time. And it's so well, Why not just walk slow? I think I wish that it was more like that here. We're always so in a rush. It's like basically walking from place to place is like a waste of time. You just need to get there and get busy. Yeah, I really sprinted, sprinted to work. So I was going to be like eight minutes late. And I was like, I can't. Oh, never. So I ran. I mean, 10 minute walk, five. <laughs> Classic. Never be able to do that. And I could work, and everyone's always late, yeah. which I feel like I takes me a little while to get used to. But I like to be on time. And people were just more, oh, show, show up. They're smelling the roses. They are soaking in the sun. But I couldn't soak it in too much because one day, I remember I didn't wear sunscreen, wore a t-shirt, and I sat in the sun for 30 minutes and I had a farmer's tan. Are you kidding? It's my worst nightmare. I didn't realize how pale I was. You were like right by the equator. UB12. So it's hot every- there. It wasn't. I feel like I was there in a good, good season. They called it like the coldest weather they've had in a while. It was like 70 degrees. My host mom was like bundle up. What season were you there? I was there in the spring. Or I was there January to May okay it rained a little at the beginning I th- I would say honestly Quito is very similar to San Diego oh very just like temperate 70 75 oh so it's not very humid no it wasn't no it wasn't too bad and it didn't rain much at that time a little bit at the beginning in like January yeah. but that was not normal everyone said it, okay yeah. yeah the weather's been weird everywhere Mm-hmm. I thought the weather was great and then everyone was like this is so cold for us so okay what were your classes like yeah my classes I took four classes um normally for BC I have to take five but none of the ones I was taking were applying to like my major or anything yeah and they all had to be in Spanish and so and they wouldn't let us take I couldn't take art classes um like dance I wasn't allowed to take any what? fake classes they had to be academic wait 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 BC? I really didn't like mm-hmm. through BC oh my gosh interesting you had a lot of like restrictions which was annoying because other abroad students were like I'm taking volleyball and then after I'm going to pottery and meanwhile <laughs> I was like having to take actual academic stuff in Spanish too no way but they do offer English classes so other students were taking them in English but BC made us take them in Spanish shut up wow they made it very difficult for you they made it hard I know it was annoying but so because of that I just couldn't find anything I wanted and I begged them to let me underload for one yeah. semester and they let Yay. me which was nice. so then my load ended up actually being super easy I had visual composition that was just like what is graphic, that? it's kind of like graphic design type of class 
which is nice. They let me take that. I see. Okay. But that was, that was a good class. There's only like 15 of us all Ecuadorian. Yeah. And, but the teacher was really nice. The first day I went up to her and I was like, excuse me, I'm, um, I'm a international student. I don't really speak a lot of Spanish. <laughs> and she was like, so nice. She was like, your presentations, you can just read or have a paper. Oh, thank God. Um, and all of that, that class stressed me out because she would cold call. Like we'd present, we'd have to present our projects. And then after she'd be like, Caroline, what did you think of her work? And I'd have to, on the spot, be like, I would always be like, mm, me gusta. Uh, <laughs> like, and then just have to, brain was churning so fast. So I would just try to pick out like, the color is great. Um, I really like how you did this. I could never. That was most, the first time she did that. I was like, I'm gonna have to drop this class. But oh my god, it's my worst nightmare. I stuck it out. Yeah, it was. I definitely felt really dumb in that class for a lot of it because I would. It was just a lot because I'd have to think. I mean, even if it was in English, I'd be like, I have to actually think and analyze your art. But then oh, I'm sure. translating, and I can only analyze with words that I know. So I'm trying to pick out. Yeah, that was stressful, but the class was good. And then I took advanced conversation. It was not advanced. It was, it was just like a, it was all international, which is great. Okay, good. She would, we would just go to class and we never had homework or anything. And she would just have us talk. Like she pair us up and be like, talk about this. And then you just have to speak. You just had to practice. Just practicing speaking. But she was super nice. And she was like, don't worry about the verbs. We just want to get oh. you guys comfortable talking. Oh, amazing. It was the perfect thing I needed. because Honestly, that's good. Because then you can actually like practice. Yeah. And so different from other Spanish classes I've taken right you need to learn all the vocab and the verb tenses and they don't test you on speaking and this was this really is so much more practical yeah it was so nice I really love that class and like all my friends were in it That's good. so it was a nice little break from my other ones and then I took digital marketing this was the only one that actually went went to my minor in marketing oh and this craziest class just because I just didn't I like the, I like the class, the material, but the teacher was so mean to me. He just really liked to make fun of me. Like I was the only international student, and so from the start, he just put a little little target on me. <laughs> Every opportunity he could to just make fun of me, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying because I don't know exactly what you're making fun of, but I know he was talking about me. <laughs> yeah, or he was jealous of something. Jealous of me or something because he would just he would say something and then it'd be like. Oh, the gringa. And I'd be like, well, you know, it's about me. And the whole class would laugh. Just like a wee uncomfortable guy. Okay. So that class was interesting. That class was interesting. And he would, we'd have to play all these games at the beginning of class. And I just always hated that. Just every opportunity to. Yeah. Um, he'd be like, Caroline, like, go up and play a song for the class. Like, go pick a song to play off YouTube. No way. I was like, oh, I don't, why do I know what to play? But Bad Bunny. Like, oh. Yeah, Bad Bunny. <laughs> he was like, no, choose something that you like. Something you like no 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 I like Bad Bunny. <laughs> I like Bad Bunny. I like Bad Bunny. So stressful. Every time I'm like I have to like hype myself up. I think it's okay. You're never gonna see them again. Yeah yeah yeah. That's the worst. Having to play a song in a car with your friends is scary, but having to do it in front of a class of people you don't know who all speak Spanish and you're the only international student. And it's like whatever I play is gonna just be played on the large screen and everyone's gonna watch it. What else would he do? He would yeah he would just kind of do weird things or he had a pen that had like a Donald Trump head on it and I just remember he'd always be like yo Caroline look at my pen and I was like what do you what do you want me to say about this I just like right. oh, oh. <laughs> it's your old president I, I know yeah you're like yep he would just like stop class to like call me out for things like that and I didn't really know how to like respond to him so it's I was just like, haha see see and then I probably got red and went silent <laughs> <laughs> um it's interesting how you weren't allowed to take all those kind of foo-foo classes, whatever. But for my experience, when I studied abroad, because I did it through CIE, so the company that's oh, not- Oh, yeah, not through. Yeah, not affiliated with my school. But I guess DePaul, they let me take literally the most random classes. I took African dance. Yeah, I took African yeah. dance. <laughs> like I took the randomest classes. But yeah. I feel like it's so important when you're in school to- do all of your major minor courses first so you save mm-hmm. up those free electives kind yeah. of right which I totally did none of my only one class went to my like major minor requirements so it was like I just needed credit so it was annoying I couldn't yeah. just take 
Because you want to take the easiest classes when you're... Oh, yeah. I had saved up for it. Um, And what would you do for fun? I feel like most weekends we ended up traveling. Okay. But when we were home, we would go to... There's like, there's some fun little bars near us. And then the discotecas. They go to the discoteca and dance. Yeah, we'd dance our little booties off because everyone there just loves to dance, which I loved. It was so much more fun. Everyone just dancing. Yeah, I love that. And they were very, I feel like it was a very like low commitment night. I feel like going out like at home, it's always like financial, like I'm going to invest into this night and drop a lot of money on Ubers and stuff. But these places, they'd be so nice. Maybe you'd have to pay like a $5 cover. And then for paying the cover, they'd be like, okay, now you get three free beers or three free mixed drinks. Shut up. Like you're spending probably max like five to ten dollars yeah and then the ubers you'd split and it'd be two dollars anyways oh my god perfect um but then you guys would go so you would leave on the weekends where did you go to i had to go through my photos as i've been listening to your podcasts oh yeah how i need to write things down more good yes you should (laughs) i mean i just got back in may and i already was like what trips did i take and i had to look at photos you gotta write them down yeah, I know. Now it made me want to go back through and like write things that happened. Because in like 10 years, you're going to forget. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the things I did last year. It's so hard. Yeah. So I wrote down a nice list. Okay, so your weekend trips. Weekend trips. First trip we took, it was just to like Otavalo. It's a pretty popular like outdoor market and just like local indigenous vendors. And they- oh, cool. Like each kind of like indigenous group makes their own special thing. I don't know. Like some would paint bowls and some would weave and give get hammocks and clothes. Things like that is huge. It's like the biggest market. So we went there and then we stayed with an indigenous um, group on this volcano. Oh my God. A volcano and we like lived in their house for two nights and they cooked for us. And it was kind of like a learning trip. This was the first one with the school. And right. it was kind of just them teaching us how they live and stuff whoa oh yeah they brought this uh midwife too or she like births all the babies for the entire community no way. telling us how like they do it what did they cook for you that night what did they make oh uh, i think like yeah they had soup they put popcorn in their soup oh my god like all in all of maybe not all of ecuador but at least everywhere i went that's like a popular thing and honestly, it's good. I would recommend it. If you like a hot soup and you put a little popcorn on it. That actually sounds so good. Imagine that with chili. That sounds really good with chili. Like yeah. Of That's, I kind of like adding little chips, but oh, yum. like melting. It was really yummy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we did that and then we went to the market and that was that trip. And then Mindo, which is a cloud forest and just when it's higher in elevation. Okay. Yeah. What was the elevation of keto? Like just super super high yeah it was like a big change it was it was around ten thousand feet dude that's high like yeah, i want to say it's around there and it takes a little while to like really adjust i mean definitely felt a little altitude sick and like needed a lot of water the first few days and then oh i get like winded so easily yeah 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 big hikes but i was like there's no i cannot do it oh my god I felt but then I remember going and I was like I'm gonna get so fit because if I run every day and then I come down my mile time is gonna improve so I'm gonna be just a beast with endurance (laughs) I didn't do that I never really went for those runs (laughs) (laughs) but Mindo yes that was just like waterfalls super nice it's a very quiet town you could wear like shorts around it was safer than keto um and it was just very outdoorsy and we just did like water rafting, zip lining, mm-hmm. swim, like hiked and swam in this waterfall. Um, very outdoorsy stuff. Yeah, that sounds so fun. Yeah, it was really good. And it's really close to Keto. It was only like a two hour bus ride. Okay, so you took public bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. We took a public bus there, which was super easy. Basically, every trip we took, except for maybe two, we would take by public bus. I would be really scared to drive in ecuador they like uh, i don't even know what their street rules are they will run you over literally that's so wild that's the one time they're in a rush is when they're driving and i think i told you but the month before i went home yeah the chance 
chancellor of my school. Like he founded my university I was at and he was the chancellor and he got hit by a public bus yeah. right in front of campus. And like nothing, like nothing really happened. The like bus driver a big just like bus. keeps moving. Yeah. It was a big deal because like he was well known, but it wasn't a big deal as in like, I don't think they ever found like the bus driver. I think he just kept doing the route. He like kept driving. Like that happens so often. And imagine people who aren't the dancer, they would not. Oh, for sure. It would not, it would not even make the news. I had a friend who was in Uber and he said that the Uber driver hit someone and like, they just kept driving. They pretend like nothing happened. Dude, this is scary. And literally heard, he heard like a, ah, and the, the driver kept going and then he dropped him off like normal. Like, like a little tip and was like have a great day <laughs> and he just shut up <laughs> the driving in Ecuador seems a little bit scary it's a little bit scary yeah I wouldn't I would not want to be driving so that's why yeah we took buses pretty much everywhere and everywhere you want to go in Ecuador is like reachable by bus some of them are wrong we took like two overnight ones or like 10 hours I think was the longest which is it's terrible it's so long but but there's really not any other options no you could fly to some we flew to yeah like two trips okay Uh, the buses are so cheap and so easy right and all of our trips were like in Ecuador too so yeah yeah when you're taking an overnight bus too you're like saving a whole night of a common I guess you weren't really spending accommodation in Quito but the very cheap start you're on yeah and you're saving daylight too which is key yeah, we just take like an overnight bus or it was super easy. What other trips did you do? I went to I went to two places on the coast. One was Montanita. That was like the party. Yeah. They call it like the party and surf capital or something. Was um, it? Was it good for surfing and was it fun? It was. We went during Carnival, so it was like extra. <laughs> very loud. We, I was just staying at the Selena Hostel. And they had a DJ at the pool. It was like on the beach and they had a pool and like a bar on the beach. It was super cool. That's but so- they had a DJ from noon until 4 a.m. Jesus. No, that actually sounds so fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun, but it was also exhausting. A lot. Yeah. I mean, it was a quick trip, <laughs> but it was super fun. We took a surf lesson, oh. um, hung out a lot by the beach. Would you recommend Selena? Yeah, I would. The one thing is that they didn't have like the curtains, which I liked. yeah right. But it was air conditioned, which is very rare. A lot of the hostels don't have AC, and it was so hot, so you need that AC. That's good. Yeah, it was super nice. Except nightmare trip home. What? So this trip, we decided, well, yeah, we like joined with another group of abroad students because they were going, and we just kind of were like, let's go together. And they decided to do a private bus, which we thought was going to be better. Right. Like we're like, this is awesome. It's going to be so right. much nicer. Ended up being the worst decision ever. Should have just taken public because yeah. we're an hour into our bus ride back, which we left at like 11 p.m. at night. And like first the AC breaks. It's so hot, but we're like, okay, whatever. She's like, it's okay. Well, we can still keep going. We just can't use the AC. And then like another 30 minutes goes by and there's the loudest noise ever. It's like a metal crashing in the back of the bus. She gets out and the lady's like, just a small problem. No need to worry, but we are going to need a tow truck. Like, no. And then we had to like sit on the side of the road for three hours <gasps> until a tow truck came. Oh, no. But it was fine. So then we waited and it was what, like 2 a.m. at this point. Tow truck comes. Instead of towing us or like like pulling us behind, they put, yeah, they put our van. It was kind of like a sprinter van. Yeah, yeah. And then they put our like sprinter van on top of the tow truck, 10 feet in the air. And we just have to ride like that. Oh my god. I need to show you a photo of it because it just looks insane. And yeah. And then it went so slow. It ended up taking 14 hours. Oh my god. That was the worst travel experience. Those happen when you're traveling and then you just block them out. Oh yeah. That's why when I think of that trip, you know, even though I'm like, oh, you know, it was a good surf lesson or like it was kind of fun going out. No. No. <laughs> we like none of us think of that trip very fondly. We're like, oh, <laughs> Montanita, don't bring it up. <laughs> it was a nightmare <laughs> and then you did the Galapagos too right I did the Galapagos yes the other beach one was Puerto Lopez which we just went to to scuba dive okay so that's when you got you got certified yes yeah, so we just went for two days 
like training and then we did two days of scuba it was super fun it was so it was so worth it that was one of my goals going abroad was I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do it so I thought it was the perfect time and way cheaper yeah for sure were you able to do that in the Galapagos did you dive I wanted to do it before but we couldn't schedule it where everyone could go so I ended up going like the weekend after my Galapagos trip okay it was a bummer but the Galapagos was still so awesome with just snorkeling we snorkeled like every day I want to go so bad how long were you there for maybe five five nights four nights that must have been so cool it was really awesome yeah we every day was just like snorkeling uh going to the beach seeing animals the blue footed boobies the blue footed boobies I know I didn't even Erin she went like the week before me and I remember she sent me so many photos of all these blue footed boobies yeah and then I went and I didn't even see one hitting no I saw them flying but when they're flying you can barely see the blue feet but then I ended up seeing them in Puerto Lopez okay okay so you got them in yeah they call Puerto Lopez like poor man's Galapagos is it just a different island it's just on the coast it's not an island but and you can kind of do the same thing snorkeling you can see the same animals so how does it work do you have to fly from Quito or do you drive and then take a boat we we because yeah you have to fly in they have airports right and then would you recommend five nights yeah I would recommend spending a long time because you can island hop. We only stayed at one island and I feel like we didn't need that long for our one island, but if you hop around, you could spend a lot of time, Uh, which a lot of people do. They just take ferries in between. Apparently one is pretty different. I see. And you can also do, do sailing trips. Yeah. I think they have some just that like you really can't do them cheap. Yeah. Yeah. At least for a lot of kids abroad. That was a big deterrent because for international, you have to pay a hundred just when you land in the Galapagos. There's just a fee to go. Right. I mean, it's the same as studying abroad in Africa and going on safari is like insanely expensive, but there's so many fees because it's all like conservation. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like you're seeing animals that are so endangered or just in these areas. Yeah. They have to like jack up the prices to literally just keep protected yeah no it's totally worth it I mean they have restrictions how many people can visit and apparently they've upped it a lot like after COVID to kind of like make some money but my director and her husband were like it's so bad because all these new tourists come in and just don't go yeah because Ecuadorians like they really respect Mm -hmm. it and they're just very ecologically friendly and conscious about stuff did you would you recommend studying in keto yeah I would definitely do it again. I would not have wanted to do more than one semester. But when I look back, it was like the coolest thing ever. So different from people going to Europe and uh, yeah, going to Spain would have been so different. Yeah, I know. It would have been so different. And it was like all just all the trips we got to take, I think we're pretty once in a lifetime. Yeah. There was like Amazon rainforest and the Galapagos. Those were like the coolest places that it's really hard to travel to on your own. I forgot about the Amazon you did. I think that how in the Galapagos were my top two. Okay. Amazon was awesome. But I know it's just something that would be hard to reach in the future. I feel like I could travel to Europe. There's never going to be another time where you'll like go and spend five months or whatever in keto. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of want to do it knowing, I don't know, knowing someone there or having some tips because it can be hard to get around. Yeah. So just like a host mom and who would tell me, you know, don't go to this part of the city or you should do this. But yeah, I feel like I really just saw saw all of it. Yeah, you definitely saw a lot, except for Cotopaxi. That was the one. Yeah, thing. I know. That's one thing I would go back to see. I would love to do yes, that. I really want to go to other countries nearby. You did get to go to Colombia. Yeah, that was my one other country was Colombia. I'm going to do an episode with Erin about yeah. getting your phone or her phone stolen and all that. Yeah, and Courtney and I did that. <laughs> so wild. My last question, which I ask now in every episode, what's the one thing that you can't travel without? I've been thinking about this one after listening <laughs> to this podcast. And I think I have the same answer as you for, you said an eye mask. I definitely would say that. Yeah. And what else I think of? I mean, this is so basic, but a belt bag. <laughs> Like definitely yes. a belt bag. Has anyone said that yet? No, no. Okay. Good. Awesome. 
I feel like maybe because it's so well known, but maybe even I had like a little ribbon that would tie the zipper closed because even, I mean, the thing is even in, I don't know what, probably other places, but at least in Ecuador too, like belt bags still weren't even safe because people would open the zipper. That's how Aaron's got stolen. Yeah. So a belt bag and then maybe like tie the zipper closed. And like wear it on your front. On the front. I, I would just like put my arm over it. Yes, yes. So smart. Okay, that's a good one. Wait, which one do you have? I just have the, yeah, the plain black Lululemon one. Classic. I think it became a part of my body. Yeah. Like I I felt naked without it because I put it on every day, every trip. And then I came home and I I miss it. I mean, when you're traveling, you can't just put your phone in your back pocket. I know. That was like my reverse culture shock coming back was like, I can, I can keep my phone out. Right? I can wear AirPods on the street. Whenever I leave the house now, I'm like, okay, I got to put my phone away. And then I'm like, wait, no, <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. It was always such an ordeal of like packing my belt bag and I'd be like, phone, tuck it away. Like, yeah. Cards do I want to bring? Like, I'm only gonna bring one card in case it gets stolen. <laughs> also, looking up the directions before you leave and like oh, memorizing where you're going. I know. Or, I mean, a, tri- a tip that I did was I actually bought a burner phone for my trip did you use it yeah like I only brought that out of the house oh nice I left my iPhone like in my apartment oh that's so smart so nice I'm like I wasn't as worried and what I kind of phone was it like a some sort of Android I think it was called like a TLC yeah something and but you yeah. got a SIM card like a from I got the- a SIM card from the school so I think nice. the whole thing costs like a hundred dollars but like so worth it so worth it. my iPhone oh my god yeah and so you didn't have to lose it. exactly wow that's a good tip nice yeah I, yeah I should do that not everyone did this like definitely a good number of students just brought their iPhones were fine right so, like that's what I've always done but yeah before going I remember everyone being like you like need it like everyone's phone gets stolen but that totally wasn't true no smart but it made me feel better. Okay, well, that's a very good tip. Um, Thanks for joining, Caroline. Of course, thanks for having me. Ciao for now, Caro. Oh, yeah, they say ciao instead of adios. They do? Care yourself. The first day I remember I kept saying adios, adios. They, no one says that. They all say ciao. No way. And I learned the second to last day that it's not spelled C-I-A-O. It's spelled C-H-A-O. Interesting. Good tip. I know they all use it. (laughs) Ciao for now. So it's perfect you said it. I thought you knew. (laughs) Ciao for now. No, I didn't. Ciao for now.